moments in the book where I was like, that, that is deep. We just had a riot happen in our hometown, you know, and it's with the Jacob Black shooting. Um, and so, cause I'm, I was reading this book while that was happening and I'm like, oh, no. oh my God, all of my emotions. Welcome to the Novel Universe with Dawn and Ashley, book club buddies who love to read YA fiction. We'll discuss the good, the bad, the ugly, and oh my gosh, we need to talk about this right now. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. So grab something sweet or salty and join our universe. Hey, and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Dawn and Ashley. And today we will be reviewing and discussing The Black Kids by Christina Hammonds-Reed. Oh, I don't have a summary. Once again, Dawn's on top of things without a summary. I got this. I will do okay. it. Here you All go. Right. Los Angeles, 1992. Ashley Bennett and her friends are living the charm light. It's the end of senior year, and they're spending more time at the beach than in the classroom. Ashley's not always so sure she actually likes her friends these days, but they've been besties since kindergarten. Everything changes one afternoon in April when four LAPD officers are acquitted after beating a black man named Rodney King half to death. Suddenly, Ashley's not just one of the girls. She's one of the black kids. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I didn't read that description. I don't read summaries. I've said this before, so... I was wondering why it was called the black kids. Now I know. <laughs> I actually didn't read all of it because I feel like then it just gives things away. Like sometimes these summaries are like jack crap, you guys. Yeah. Like don't tell me the whole entire story. I just want a general synopsis as to what I'm going to find. That's why I cut it off then. Cause then you can speculate as to what we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, there was more. There is more. Oh yeah. There's more. I was going to say, well, that was short. It's usually not that short. I kept it short on purpose. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to give a little bit of a disclaimer for all of you who are new to the pod. I am Dawn, a.k.a. the Criticizer of Books, and I am Black. And I am Ashley, the Fantasy Architect, and I am White. So just in case, like, Dawn may say something, it's okay, I'm Black, it's not racist. I'm not the ass who's going to say anything racist, but I might be saying something that could potentially be viewed as racially insensitive, but it's okay because I'm a black kid. It's all right. All right. And so I don't know any better. So I'm learning from you. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because Ashley and I grew up in the same town. We, we went to the same high school at different times. But we did go to the same high school. What middle school did you go to? Central. Yeah, I went to Central. Central as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Elmwood Elementary, which I think you went to Shiloh. Yeah, I went to Shiloh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So two different perspectives from Mm -hmm. two people from the same town, but different races. So let's find out. All right. What'd you give it? Um, I gave this book a 3.5. Okay. I gave it a 3.75. Okay. Uh, so we're pretty close. That's cool. And per usual, we will start with our dislikes and then we will end in our likes. The beginning part is spoiler free. We like to end on a positive note. And then before we go into spoilers, we will give you a countdown to let you know if you have not read it to click off and then come back after you have read the book. But right now we're going to start with our spoiler free edition and we're going to go into our dislikes. 
So I'll let you go first. Okay, so my first dislike with this book is there was something off about the writing style that uh, Reed decided to to do. She was consistent throughout the book with uh, there. <laughs> there were things added in at times that they did not add to the story. And so when you're giving me background information that is not helping move the plot along, I don't I don't do well with that because in, that, in my brain, I'm just like, well, that's stupid like I'm gonna read it because it's on the page so obviously the author put it there um I don't like to skim books uh but this particular writing style I just felt like we were giving like unnecessary backstory or some sort of a side story and there was just not a good flow with the the actual plot of the book can you give an example that's not spoilery so there would be times when we would learn about um, her uncle, for example, her uncle and her brother. Uh, and there would be like a little side story of before, like their lives as children. And there would be one little tiny little blip in that whole entire story that would take sometimes two pages that we needed in order to progress the plot. Okay. And so that's what I mean by like super unnecessary stuff. There would also be descriptions that um, Reed would use for her fellow classmates, like stories that happened with them when they were younger. And it would be like five to seven pages of like this story of them back in sixth grade. And the end line would be like this one little liner of like, well, I guess the crickets don't voice in this one or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It it happened towards the beginning of the book, and then it also happened towards the end. Well, go into it in the spoiler, because I read this uh, a couple months ago, so. That's okay. Okay, so I have, I liked her writing style. I do understand where you're coming from, though, because I did have one major thing that is related to what you're talking about. Um, and I kind of call this doing too much itis where authors, they put unnecessary information in there. And a lot of times I find that it is usually authors of color who are trying to educate, quote unquote, educate, and they want to cram so much stuff in that it's like now they can't focus on other important things. And so the, well, it's not the main plot of the story, but it is including the Rodney King riots. And at one point, I believe it's her parents who were around during, I don't know if it was her parents or grandparents who were around during the Watts riots in Watts, LA. And that made sense because they're, they, they live in LA and both events happened in LA, but then her grandparents were around for the Tulsa riots. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, I understand you want to tell the reader who's not familiar with you know, rioting in um, black community and, you know, the history of riots. And you kind of want to show like, we're still, we've progressed, but at the same time we haven't because it's a no justice, no peace thing. And we're still rioting. And so she's showing the generations of riots, but I wish she hadn't done the Tulsa thing because she didn't have time to really explain it. It didn't really, she didn't have time to go into it. So why bring it up? Um, So in that respect, I do agree, but I think when I say I like her writing style, it's not so much 
the storytelling as it's, it's hard to explain. So there were moments where she had some really good lines in the book. Um, I don't like a writer who writes on the nose or a writer who tells you exactly what's happening. I like a writer to kind of put something out there and then let the reader discuss it. Like you and I are discussing and, um, I'll get that into that in the likes, but, um, yeah, I kind of forgot where I was here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There was some things where she 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 overexplained. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. That is a dislike. I didn't I didn't catch it as much as you did though. Interesting. Okay. So my major dislike is the main character. I kind of didn't like her. Um Ashley, her name's Ashley. She wasn't a bad character, but I felt like there were a lot of important things going on in this girl's life. And a lot of times she was just shrugging her shoulder. She was like, eh, I did this. Oh, 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 well. She was really indifferent. She didn't really have many opinions on things. And I, I'm like, I, I need, girl, I need you to give me some life here. She was kind of just going through the motions. And I didn't particularly like her. I didn't hate her. I didn't think she was an unlikable character. I just felt like she could have been a little bit more umph. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. That's like literally my second dislike of the book is the main character was super challenging for me because I don't feel like Ashley ever like stood up for herself with her friends. Um, So I don't feel like she had a voice. And with someone who is black and who is experiencing these riots firsthand and is getting lash like there, there's lashback happening towards her because of her skin color. I would feel like there would be more of her like standing up and saying, no, that's not okay. No, you can't talk about me like that. And not just going, meh, or please stop. Like, I think she said, please stop uh, multiple times throughout this book, which sucked because I most definitely wanted to hear her her voice and how she felt about it. And I don't think she had a good understanding as to what was actually happening. And I think it's a pro it's we'll go into it more, but it's a product of how she was raised. Okay. So I I kind of understand where she's coming from because as a a young, as a teen, a black teen back when I was a teenager, I did have a lot of white friends and there were some moments and I was not a confrontational person. So there would be times where I would end a friendship without saying why. And I would be like, I would just walk away. I never said anything. I never voiced anything because I don't like confrontation. However, that's not something you want to read about in a book. You want, you, even though it's possible, even though it's realistic. I don't want to read that. I want to read the quote unquote star from the hate you give who eventually voiced her opinion. That's what you, you want to see that growth, unfortunately. And I, I agree. She really didn't, she really didn't say anything when her friends shit all over her. I was just like, are you kidding? I was, I was really like confused as to why, uh, Hammond Reed did that. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know why she did that. Yeah, I just, I felt like Ashley didn't know who she was. I felt like she wasn't in tune with her roots at all. 
Um, and so maybe that added to her responses because like, she's not really a confrontational person. You can tell that she loves her family and she wants to be close to them because she, there would be instances brought up in the book and her response would be like, I miss you. I love you. Please come back and be my friend or please come back and be my sister or my parents or whatever. But what was just said was such a very profound statement. And I was, I was hoping that she would have, you know, the hate you give response of like, Hey, like (laughs) this is how I feel. And I don't think that that's okay. And I have a right not to feel that way. I just didn't see that from her. And it was a little bit of a disappointment because she's the main character and that's whose story we're following. Yeah. No. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense because I I think you kind of answered your own question because maybe that's the way she was raised. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is usually how characters grow. By the end, they have a voice. And she didn't seem to grow much. No. She just kind of was just living her life. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But if I'm reading a you in a book, I I, I should see some growth. Yeah. Oh. Especially okay. character, they should have lots of hella growth. I mean, like, that's what you look for in a story is like, where did they start and how did they end up? Exactly. You're <laughs> the main character. You should grow. Exactly. <laughs> um, my next dislike, this is not a big one. Um, maybe I should do my big ones first. Let me do my big one. So in the middle of the book, and Ashley knows what I'm talking about. Um, my podcasts are actually not the main character. Uh, there is a weird decision the author makes with book Ashley where she does a horrible thing. And then it seemed the author seemed to do this to kind of create conflict. And then it just sort of drops off the page. And I'm like, what in the hell was that? And it, and I'll go into it in the spoiler edition. If you are continuing to listen, but it made me drop my rating. It made me, it was at a four. And then I was like, okay, we're just going to do that. Okay. And I I hated all of that. Hence why my rating is a (laughs) 3.5. It's for actually that particular instance as well, because I don't feel like that opportunity was not seized at, at all. It was dropped and it was a good opportunity. Like it was, it was great. But the way that it was done and how it carried itself out, I was not happy with at all because it wasn't adding anything. No. I mean, it added a little blip, which we will talk about in the spoiler edition. But this, I had an issue in the previous book that we read about stuff like this, like throwing me in and then, nope, now it's gone. It's gone somewhere and it's not coming back. That makes me very upset because I try to be very, uh, you know, level-headed when I'm reading something and to make sure I'm gathering all the information before I judge it. (laughs) And that's not a good thing. That that will drop stars. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my next dislike that I had is that I wanted more about Ash and Joe's mom. I felt like she was an underdeveloped character, but had a lot to say. A lot was riding on her in particularly, and I just felt like she was another missed opportunity, and I didn't like that. Because I felt like I got a lot of Ashley's dad, Ashley's uncle, 
her cousin, grandparents, and all of a sudden, like, her mom just flits into the picture, and it's like, where'd you come from? You know, and then she would have very strong opinions as to how she wanted to raise her daughter, but I didn't know why. And I felt like I got that from Ashley's dad, and I didn't get it from her, and it's like, okay, well, when two people marry, they usually have same morals because they've come from similar backgrounds or they at least know each other's background and how they're coming in. And this is how we're going to raise our kids. So I didn't like that. Yeah. I, that is also on my list. Exactly (laughs) what you said, except mine says mom and sister were underdeveloped. I felt the sister was a little underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I agree. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm basically going to be repeating everything you just said. So Mm -hmm. It's yeah, okay. um, I felt like I think I kind of know where her mom is coming from. And I was calling this uh, middle class black people problems, um, which you don't see a lot in uh, YA. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually if black teens are in books, they're poor. Uh, so now we have an upper middle class family and they have upper middle class problems. And it's foreign to a lot to them, to the parent. And to some of the readers. So, but yes, I agree. The mom was incredibly underdeveloped and we'll get into that more in the spoiler edition, but yeah. Yeah. My last dislike was there was one major issue with the sister that was glossed over and I don't know why. (laughs) And you may not know what I'm talking about, but you will when we get to the spoiler edition. But oh man, I read it again, the ending again to make sure I didn't miss it, but I may have missed it. I'll we'll talk about the spoiler edition, but yeah, there was a huge social problem that her sister was going through that was glossed over. That's all I'll say. Mhm. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> But we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my last dislike is that um, it's a really small little little nitpick, <laughs> as Dawn likes to call them, her little nitpicks. She's got yeah. big nitpicks and then little guys. <laughs> this one for me is I just really wanted less of Ashley's friends, and I wanted more of what was actually happening during this time. Um, because, I mean, this sto- story is coinciding with the Rodney King uh, brutal police brutality. And it's like, okay, like, let's get into that. Like, what are the emotions that, that we're feeling? I don't want to get into like missing friendships with friends. And that's not really helping me add to the story at all. Like, it's just, I don't know. So, sometimes it just was too much. Okay. Without saying those are all, those are all my dislikes. Okay, that I had. Mine do. So we'll move okay. on to our likes. Am I going first? Um, I can go if you want. Might as well. All right, all right. So um, my first major like was I loved when Ashley kind of takes a little hiatus from her friends and finds out what true friendship looks like and what true acceptance looks like. Um, And we get that from two different characters, one of color, one of not. And it just shows to me, like, I feel like Ashley hasn't 
realized that she's been kind of put into a upper class like bubble and not realizing what friendship really looks like. Um, and people who aren't going to stab you in the back for the smallest things or aren't constantly like nitpicking at you and saying racist things to, to her. Um, so, and I, and I mean, when I say that, I'm meaning like Lana and like LaShawn. Mm. So, but I won't go into too much cause I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Um, so I did like her writing style and this is what I was almost saying in the dislike part. I was, I was saying, I don't like on the nose writing, which is the author tells you everything that's happening on the page. And that leaves the reader with no inference or nothing to discuss because it's all told to you. I don't like that, but I felt like Reed had some pretty good quotes in the book. Um, I thought that looking at my notes, um, I don't know. I thought that even though book Ashley was, ugh, she has potential and, and she must have written her that way for a reason. I don't, I, I feel like some of the stuff she was writing was like really good. And then there were moments where it was like a totally different person writing this book. It was weird just how the execution of the story was. And I'll give you an example of probably one of my favorite quotes of this entire year. I think I've read almost 80 books this year. And I think this book had probably one of my favorite quotes in it. And um, Ashley's talking and she's like, she has kind of an estranged relationship with her sister, just to give the listeners a little bit of background information of the characters. Her sister is a couple years older than her. She, I believe she's dropped out of college. She got married and she's just not happy. Her sister's just not a happy person. Her sister and her parents have had a big argument. And so um, her sister and her parents are not talking, but she kind of talks to her sister every once in a while. And as she like gets off the phone with her sister, Ashley says, how do you raise a sad black girl? And I thought, wow, this is a really good line because her parents, and this is what you were talking about earlier with her parents having similar background. Her parents were from poor class, working class family, and they have worked really hard to make sure their daughters don't want for anything. They live in a really good neighborhood. They have really good jobs. And these girls, unlike them, when they were growing up, they don't have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. They don't have to worry about if they have heat or not. They don't have to worry about if they have clean clothes for school the next day. They don't have to worry about anything. And so the mother cannot understand why Joe is sad. Why is she sad? What does this black girl have to be sad about? She has everything she needs. And I really liked that line. I thought it was a really good point of critique for this book and kind of an, an, not an overall theme, but one little theme we have Ashley who once again has, is living a pretty good life. And now we have the backdrop of the Rodney King riots mm -hmm. and in a sense, it's kind of sad. So there were moments of Hammond Reed's really good writing. And then there, were, which was this one. And then there were moments where it was just like, why did we go that direction? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I literally wrote down a ton of quotes from this book. Like, this book is so quotable. It really is. Like, there are some golden nuggets in here. Um, I guess since we're on the, co the quote topic, uh, one that really stuck out to me in particular, because I'm, I'm white, so it's like I don't, I don't understand the 
ever going turmoil that goes on in my black friends lives. Like, like I don't understand that and I will never understand it, but I can still stand beside them. Um, Lana's like adoptive, like, uh, caregivers, if you will. One of them says to, um, Ashley, which was like, that was like a main point for me is sometimes people, they see your skin and all they know of is war. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I just like (laughs) it, it like cut me to the quick because I'm like, that is, that is devastating. That is devastating. And it's like, as someone who is white, like reading this book is very eye opening because I don't understand. And so if you want to get a better idea of what's happening around you, educate yourself. And it's so important to educate yourself. And I really think that Reed did a really good job of showing what's going on. And I just, I, I applaud her for it because there were moments in the book where I was like, that, that is deep. We just had a riot happen in our hometown, you know, and it's with the Jacob Black shooting. Um, and so, cause I'm, I was reading this book while that was happening. And I'm like, oh, oh no. all of my emotions, you know, but it's, I mean, moving on to quote number two, cause I loved it. It's not about Rodney. It's about all of us. I think this is Joe speaking to Ashley. It's about all of our black and brown brothers and sisters struggling to make ends meet and a system set up for them to fail. And we have to change the system. And if more people encompass that, I really feel like this wouldn't be a reoccurring thing. If you set people up to fail, they're not ever going to get out of a cycle with anybody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I'm getting all like jazzed up just talking about it here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, those are deep topics. And this is in a YA book. And it's great. That that was one yeah, of my yeah. other likes about this book is like, this is a YA book. These are things that everyone needs to be reading about. These are things that we need to be reading about and educating ourselves about and actually exploring black authors talk about black characters well you know i agree yeah 100 <laughs> percent, right <laughs> yeah um sticking with the theme well not the theme but the topic of rodney king i found it really interesting and i we could probably go into this in the spoiler free edition a bit more but this the rodney king riots were in the background of the story it's mm-hmm. not a focal point and that could be a good thing or a bad thing it could be a bad thing because I guess as a reader, you're expecting to learn more about Rodney King. You're probably expecting um, Ashley to be down there with the people, with the riot and like getting in there. And she's not. She's watching it through a lens. And I feel like that was true to her character. Everything this girl did was through a lens. She didn't really have a lot of opinions. She really didn't say too much. She was very indifferent about a lot of things. And it was the same thing with the Rodney King riots. She was watching it on TV. She was seeing the smoke in the sky, but she wasn't down in the thick of it. And I think a lot of authors would have put her in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. But we've kind of heard that story. Let's hear another girl's story of just kind of watching it from afar. Because I was in high school during the Rodney King riots, and I lived in Illinois, and I also watched it through a lens. I didn't, I wasn't down in the middle of it. I'm watching it on TV. Like most of the world was watching it on TV. Mm -hmm. And 
her story deserves to be told too. So it's a, it's kind of a good thing that the Rodney King riots is in the background and she touched on it and she made sure that she, you know, told you a little bit about it and how it affected people. And we kind of got into the thick of it with her sister, but with Ashley, it was, she's just kind of like taking it in and watching it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't hate it that it was in the background. I actually liked it because I've only ever like lived it through a, a lens, like actually just like, you know, soaking everything in. So I thought that it was interesting that Reed decided to go that way because there's so many times that you read about them, like in the middle of it, like, Oh, she's going to go down and she's going to start protesting. She's going to, you know, either get involved with the wrong, uh, protesters then called rioters, or she is going to get blamed for something that wasn't her fault just because of who she is. Um, and I really liked the fact that she wasn't down there, you know, rioting and protesting. I'm oh, sorry, rioting. Let's put it that way. I'm glad that she was not rioting because that would have made me, I don't know, understand the story as well as I did. Well, it wouldn't have been true to her character. Her mm -hmm. character would have never done that. It wouldn't have made any sense. A hundred percent. She would never have done that. No, no, no. Um, I think my next like, cause I already talked about my second one here. I really liked the relationship between Ash and Lucia, her uh, caregiver. Um, and I loved that her caregiver <laughs> was a short little Hispanic lady. <laughs> Um, that, that just made me giggle because I'm a nanny in real life. So I watch, uh, the children of, of others. And so that particular relationship stuck out to me because that's, I've had to have big conversations with the, the children that I nanny because their parents aren't there. And so that to me was like, I really enjoyed that part because, there are those people that have that job and that constantly have to relay that message or to relay hurt. Um, you know, and you can put teachers as well in there. You can put librarians as well in there. I mean, you guys get a whole poop ton of stuff thrown on your lap. That's not really your job. Um, so I applaud, I applaud her for that because I really felt that um, Lucia was very developed mm -hmm. unlike Ashley's mom. And I wonder if that was a that was a choice made by Reed because she had a closer connection to Lucia. Maybe. I don't know. I just thought about that. Yeah. Might be why. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that uh Hammond's Reed did she wrote against the quote unquote black book trope. And I kind of touched on this a little bit with the uh the, there were several moments where there could have been the I'm you're not black enough thing. And I'm so I'm so sick of that. Yes, it happens. Yes, I was told I'm not black enough or I sound like a white girl well into college. However, we've kind of heard that story before. We haven't heard this girl's story before. And Hammond's Reed did not ever have the black kids say that to her, including her cousin, which I appreciated. Um Another thing she did was, so at the beginning of the book, Ashley and her friends are stopped by a cop because they're skipping school and they're supposed to be in school. And Hammonds Reed could have very well taken that moment to attend where she is handcuffed and got a gun to her head, but she didn't. 
Instead, Ashley was singled out because she was black. The cop was like, I want to see your ID. And Ashley's like, well, what about them? How come I'm not asking for their ID? And that happens where it's kind of a a four moment and not a 10. Mm -hmm. And not every teen experiences a 10. Not every black teen is handcuffed or felt like they're going to die. Yes, it happens. It's awful. It shouldn't be happening, but that's not every teen's story. And so I think we need to learn about the Ashleys who experience microaggressions, um, some smaller racist moments. I know that sounds stupid, but, you know, some racial indifference from her friends and her friends' parents. And because that happens, too. And I think those girls need to have their story told. So I like that Hammond Reed did not try to push the envelope in her book and make her, you know, be, have her life be threatened. Or there was a moment where her mom was pulled over, but cause that does happen. But once again, her mom wasn't taking the handcuffs into the jail. She was just, she was pulled over. There was a contentious moment. It happens. Let's hear that person's story. So I really did appreciate her writing against the quote unquote black book trope. Mm-hmm. Which you would know, know more about than I would. So I appreciate all of that insight <laughs> because I have I have heard the the term towards some of my friends like, well, you're not being black enough. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, yikes. Y'all come from, as I use a country accent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> from Illinois. Well, you have grandparents in Arkansas. And stuff, I right? do. I do. I have a family from the South. Anyway, so it's just um, that particular term to me is like, ooh, like, don't say that to someone. I, like, that's rude. Like, they could be whoever they want to be. Okay, what was another one that I had that's not? Oh, I wrote down the cop scene. That was something that I did like. Just the fact that it wasn't, you know, an extreme 10 situation. It was a more minute situation that does happen more frequently than the 10s. And so we need to talk about the more minute situations because that's how it builds. Mm-hmm. This consistent um, oppression and brutality that happens towards people of color. Um, I did like the riots. When, when I say that, let me clarify. There was one scene in particular where we see this news reporter like downtown LA and she sees. A man walking, I think he was, uh, he wasn't even black, I don't think. And so I think he was Chinese or a different, a different ethnicity, if you will. And they were like, well, you're not even black. He goes, yeah, but it's for free. And he like walks away and I'm like, what? So I liked seeing that because a lot of times when riots happen, there are people that are protesting for their their rights the cause and it's it's going great and then there's people that are just there to stir up trouble because everyone else is there stirring up trouble and lots of times it's not even the people that we're talking about that are stirring up trouble it's others that are just adding into it and just taking advantage of the situation so i really liked the fact that we um we saw the protesting through joe ashley's sister and not ashley Um, because Joe was kind of like, you know, sitting down with Ashley and was like, Hey, like, this is what's happening here. Like, this is not good. She's trying to educate her sister on this and her sister 
unfortunately, is not getting it as much as we hoped that she would get it as being the main character. But, um, yeah, we get an inside look as to how, like, the riots affect everyone. So. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my last like without getting into spoilers. Well, my last like is just that I I like that Ashley was it's a typical teen. She drank, she smoked, she had sex, she skipped school. You know, she's you know she worked she worked hard in school. She was college bound, but you know she wasn't a saint. You know she she did typical teen stuff, and I I even though that's. I feel like sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, that teen voices in YA books need to have these profound thoughts about life, love. No, she's just a teen and she's smoking and she's at a friend's pool in the bikini playing with boys. And that's cool too. Hammond Reed didn't go in. She didn't like overwrite those scenes. It wasn't bringing the book down. It wasn't dragging it down or anything. It was just who she was. And I kind of liked seeing this girl in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree because I mean, she was your average teen, you know, like her span of what she's really deeply thinking about is consisting of school boys. What am I doing after school? What am I doing on the weekends? What are my friends wearing? Um, you know, commenting on the way that people look like just, to me, that's just average teen stuff. She's not having these like epiphany moments as a 16, 17 year old girl. She's just going about her day like every other teen would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's faced with real problems, of course, but she's not having the like, oh, well, if I do this, then this will never happen to me again moments. She's still figuring out life. Yeah. Agreed. So that's all I have. Yep. That is all I have for the spoiler free edition of the black kids by Christina Hammonds Reed. And uh, do we know what we're podcasting next? Oh, is, is, are we doing a deadly education or is I it the bromance? So. I think we're doing deadly education next. Okay. By Naomi Novak. Yes. That will be in a couple of weeks. Um, that's not YA, by the way. Did you know that? That's adult. I figured. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that until I looked up on Amazon. I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that's funny. Both of our, our, our upcoming books for October are not YA. They are going to be adults. Well, actually the next three, cause we're doing a crazy romance. And then are we doing Addie LaRue? I think, I think we might. That's adult. Yeah, we're doing a lot of adult this month because, unfortunately, October did not have a lot of good options for us as uh, podcasters, Um, and there are some authors that we have retired their jersey, as Dawn says, so (laughs) we aren't venturing in that realm just because we've been burned a few times. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. Sorry, Carrie Maniscalco and Marie Lou yes. and Marissa Meyer. Oh, God. I'll leave up. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. If you are leaving us for the spoiler edition, and we will catch you in a couple weeks when we read A Deadly Education by Naomi Novak. Otherwise, we are starting the spoiler edition of The Black Kids in 54321.
Dun, dun, dun. Right. Let's get into this guy she banged. What the hell was that, Ashley? Oh my god. Is that the singing you were talking the, the part of the book you were talking about where I was like, it lowered my rating like uh-huh. dramatically? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because yes. I'm just like, no, we don't need this. We don't need that in this book. I just, because I, I really was thinking, I was like, is there going to be booty time in this YA book? That's always a question I have. <laughs> That's the title of the podcast. It's going to be booty time. There ain't no booty time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it would have been fine if there was a reason why she was hanging out with him and then banged him. I could see if he was like treating her like the most amazing person ever, if she was using him as an escape from her shitty life or her parents were getting on her nerves or something, or if she actually found him attractive and she was in love with him. But it was none of that. It was like she was bored. He was there. They banged. Her best friend found out. Her best friend calls her the N-word, and then that's it. She doesn't have any conversation with her friends about it, or he doesn't come back into the story. I was like, and the only reason why she did that was to create a conflict with her white friends so that she could go and find other friends. That was the only reason for it, and that is just not good enough. No, and I mean, she literally wrote the other friends off the screen if you will, like it, I mean, we, we saw the lead up to it happening, right? Cause it's with Michael, right. And Kimberly or Courtney with a K no Kimberly. I think it's Kimberly. Um, so you see at the beginning of the book that he is like flirting with her and you're like, um, did you guys have a thing before? Have you just been like secret lovers and you just can't tell the other person? Um, and then all of a sudden you find out that like, she has sex with him, but it's not like those feelings were there before it was, they got high and they decided to have sex. Okay. So then you're seeing this attraction after, and then, you know, it's prom and then she's, she finds out her, her friend, if you, her best friend at that time, right. Finds out and basically calls her, you know, the N word. And then it's like, Okay, well, now we're no longer hanging out. Now you're going to go sit with the other kids at your school. Okay. So we're just switching tables. That sounds good. I don't know. And, like, they never resolved that conflict between them at all. Mm -mm. That was not – it was more of, like, a – because she kept – him and Zri kept repeating that quote of, like, I wish we – we're here together or I wish we could be where we were or something like that. It happened like three times, you know, or I wish you were here. And then they would repeat, repeat back. Like I'm right here. And it's like, that's not, no, that's not happening. I didn't see that connection at all. So that made me upset. Yeah. So much that I lowered, I lowered my rating and well see in this book for me like I had it at like a 4.5 rating like I was really enjoying it really enjoying it um the first thing that set it off for me was when um she throws LaShawn under the bus and I'm like girl that's just not cool like you don't know him you're just starting trouble just so people don't look at you and that's not okay 
Um, it made me lose respect for her as a character. And then with Michael, I think his name was Michael. I'm going to call him. We're going to call him Michael. Let's call him Michael. Um, you know, that situation was never resolved at all. And it just fell off. And I'm like, please don't leave me with stuff like that. I feel like that's what I've been given in the past few books that I've read is like these drop off plots. And I don't like it. Or unnecessary confrontation in a book. So, like you said, it's doing too much itis. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was one of my issues with Ashley in particular as a character, too. You know, that that just added to all of it. Um, I just, I didn't like the fact that that kept happening (laughs) at all. And then the way that it's, like, dealt with is, like, no. <laughs> so. Um, what's another part? Do we want to talk about Joe? Or you want to keep talking about Ashley? Yeah. No, we can talk about Joe. I think we've exhausted Ashley for now. Sorry, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going along with the how do you raise a sad black girl, I think Joe had some problems and you were kind of talking about it a little bit in the spoiler free edition. And it seemed that Joe felt guilty of her privilege of being black and being privileged. And she just, it weighed on her heavily. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure because at the beginning of the book, we find out that um, it said most of the book that she falls off the roof, but it, she, she jumps off. And at some point of the book as a reader, you're like, Oh, I think she may have jumped and it's confirmed. She jumps off the roof. She tried to commit suicide and she was like 13, mm-hmm. 14. That's a problem. But I feel like this book never really talked about it. She was just like, yeah, I jumped. She she was destructive with her life. And the suicide thing, her grandma committed suicide. And here she is trying to commit suicide. And the author never talks about it. Mm-hmm. Unless I missed something, it, did, no. it wasn't brought up again. Okay. It's a missed opportunity because you you hear about her grandmother committing suicide and you're like, what? You know, and then you find out about Joe, like actually jumping. When someone jumps off a roof, that's they don't expect to land on their feet. They don't expect to make it, Um, at least in my opinion. (laughs) I don't know too many people doing that and expecting nothing to happen to them. You know, Um, I felt like. You know, Joe really just, again, I think it was an issue with Ashley's, Ashley and Joe's parents. Like they obviously came from some hard times and they wanted their children not to have that same upbringing, but what is too much sheltering? You know, what does that actually look like? Um, and I, in my opinion, it, it looks like Joe, uh, retaliating, retaliating against her parents being like, listen, like, this is not okay. And like, we need to talk about this. Like, and now I'm going to be like an activist about this because you guys aren't doing what you should be doing, you know? And her parents just kind of like shut her down. And I don't like that. Like, Oh, I feel like that's why so many like teens run away from their homes or don't want to listen to their parents because like they have like this deep burning issue inside of them and they're not being heard, you know? And then you have characters like Ashley who are like, well, we haven't really talked about it. So I'm just going to kind of just look the other way. 
And she says that numerous times when they're, they're walking back from Joe and, um, her husband's apartment or whatever. And they see two young kids like getting, uh, basically yelled at by a cop and, you know, he's treating them unfairly and her mom just goes, just keep walking. You don't just keep walking, you know, like that's not okay because now you're telling your daughter that if you see someone being mistreated by any sort of authority, that it's okay to just turn a blind eye and not look. It's not okay. You know? And so it's, I just feel like Joe had enough of it and she's like, I'm not going to stand for it. Now got her in trouble. Yeah. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But I do think that it was fair. I feel like it was fair how things were conducted in that court hearing. Like she still did time for the place in crime time that she was at. Um, which I found interesting that her parents were trying to, you know, get her out of it and not have it on her record and all this other stuff. Well, you helped, you know, our cousin, yada, 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 you know, and his crime was way more intense than hers. And she still got acquitted for, what was it? 18 months, 16 months of time that Joe did. Yeah. Or, or yeah. So, um, and that to me just shows that you can, you can have a voice, but you also need to abide by the rules. But I think all of this was indicative of each of their characters though. I think Joe, like I said, Joe was very reckless. She had been reckless for, from what we had read in the book, um, and it just kind of culminated into this this moment where she, you know, she just made a bad choice. Mm-hmm. And it was indicative of the mother to just say, let's let's just walk away. You know, we this yeah. isn't our business. Yeah. Let's let's not get involved. I um, mean, that happens. A lot of people don't want to get involved. Mm-hmm. And it's it's tough to decide when it's time to step in. It's hard to make that decision. And I think the parents meant well, but they weren't treating their children as individuals. It was more like, I want, I, I gave you this life. Why aren't you happy? You, why aren't you thanking me? Your life is easy. My life was bad when I was your age. And, you know, they're very resentful and that happens. And so I did like the mother, father and the kids, whole juxtaposition. I wish she had, like you, like we said at the beginning, I wish it was been developed a little bit more, but it's still enough for us to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I still thought that from what Christine did, Christina did, I thought it was good as far as what she did. It could have been great, but it was fine what she did. Um, I hated the whole Joe going to jail thing. I just... I don't know. I don't know what the point of that was. I guess the point of it was that, I don't know. I just felt like maybe she should have gone into some therapy. I think that would have been a better choice for her character than going to jail. I, I didn't like the whole jail thing at all. Well, and the reason why she goes to jail, right. She's just a part of the group that was there and they're still putting her, you know, in jail to serve time that I did not agree with. Like, I can understand doing some community service. Okay. Like, or something that sort of punishment 
or going to therapy or like, let's talk about what's actually going on inside of you because you keep wanting to do risky things that are putting you in a terrible situation. Obviously there's some deeper issues and you're not feeling like you need to be, or you're not feeling heard from anyone. You know, she even snuck out past her husband, which I was like, he's supposed to be like your saving grace a little bit. Like you kind of like ran away with him. Um, so I just, I liked what Hammond's read did though, about not being, I'm sorry, about having parents speak this, uh, like you should, you should be grateful for what I've given to you. You should be, you know, shouting from the rooftops or whatever. Um, because when teens or young adults or children's, I don't even want to say children, but when like younger adults, almost full grown adults make a decision that's against what their parents have told them over and over and over again, somehow we're wrong. And the parents think that we don't see that as being, that they're being great, that we're being grateful with, with what happened. Cause I went through that even in my own relationship with my parents where they were like, you know, I didn't go to college, so you need to go to college who says I have to go? Like you didn't go, but you're going to make me go. That's how I felt with Joe. Like I really felt for her in that moment. Um, because that's a true and honest feeling. She has all of these deeper issues inside and she's not feeling heard. So therefore she's going to go to the extreme to be heard. Um, so yeah, I really like, I did like the scene before, like she goes to court to hear her hearing with her and her sister and like how Hammond's Reed chose to tell that almost like it was like in a dream mode, because I feel like that was just reflected upon like our main character, Ashley, just how she's like seeing things. Like it's not really happening, but it's happening because she would say things like, well, you're going to braid my hair and then you're going to close your eyes, but you're not really going to sleep until, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to put on your shoes for the last time. Like the way that she said it, I was like, Oh, I really felt for her in that moment. <laughs> that was, I mean, it was great. That, that particular writing part was great. Um, that's all I really had. I don't think there was anything else to spoil. We didn't really talk about, what was his name? LaShawn? I don't remember anybody's name. The boyfriend, the new boyfriend. Yeah. So I really did like that part about LaShawn because, you know, LaShawn basically saves her from all of these little things that have been happening in this high school, right? He's always, like, there, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, just in the background. And I really did like that, uh, you know, people were trying to put them together because it's like, well, they're both black. They should be together. And it's like, don't do that. Like, that's we are over this in this day and age. Like, people can marry whoever they want to. Like, <laughs> um, Well, it's the 90s back then, so remember that. The 92. Well, yeah, I mean, it was still odd. Yeah, you're right. It's still <laughs> odd, if you will. Um, so it, I liked the fact that they went to LaShawn's home. You know, they're in all of their prom gear, and he's trying to find his family, and, like, they're not answering the phone. He's like, I, I need to go there. I need to see if they're okay. You know, and his home is in the middle of the riots. Like, it's, it's, it's in the middle of that. And that, to me, was like a... I felt like that was when Ashley grew a little bit mm-hmm. and then a little bit because then she was faced with reality and she was like, Oh, 
like, this is not like, I'm not just seeing this on TV. I'm actually like here. And then having that one police officer, you know, point a gun in their face, just is like, I'm like, well, then that, that was appropriate. That moment for that 10 level to happen, I felt like it was really important in Ashley's development because she wasn't understanding that this is what happens to a lot of people quite frequently, just because they're in a certain area, all of a sudden now they're a problem. That's not fair. Like, I don't care what skin color you're, that is not fair. You cannot just go around just assuming everybody is bad because of where they are. Um, stereotypes are not, that's not okay. And so for her to have that experience with LaShawn, I feel like she had a moment of feeling unified with someone, um, because they got to talk about it after. Uh, so I did like LaShawn and I really liked Lana. Lana was like the weird, uh, (laughs) the weird hippie white girl that is actually getting like abused by her mom over and over again, because she's not doing what she needs to do or she's not happy about it. So she's coming from an abusive home, you know, and all of that. Like, I really felt like those, those two characters in particular really helped shape Ashley into like, you know, growing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Glad that she had them because I really liked them. Agreed. Um, there wasn't much to really spoil with this book. <laughs> I mean, not a really a whole lot. I mean, you, you we could go over dissecting the whole entire story again, but people don't want to talk about that. No, nah, I'm going to need to do that. Yeah, I want to read it. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our review of The Black Kids by Christina Hammonds Reed. And we hope you enjoyed it. If you're here for the spoiler edition, we are assuming that you read it too. Otherwise, we just spoiled everything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, on uh, the next podcast, I will probably be doing my September wrap-up in a week or so. And then after that will be A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. But until then, we will catch you in the next podcast. Mm-hmm.